live and podcasting with our shirts inside out in solidarity. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Honestly, I think they look better this way. You know how much we hate sponsors. And for all the times they put shit on the back of the neck, let them see what, what it actually says out in public. Exactly. Exactly. Your voice. Fuck you, designers. Honestly. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast stands with players. On this week's show, we do talk some TFC preseason, celebrate a qualification, uh, but mostly, obviously, we are going to talk about the situation with the uh, Can XNT versus the CSA. Um, now to this week's panel. Annoyed at all of the good kit releases in MLS so far. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. Like, why? Why can't why can't there be the usual amount of trash? There's so many good ones, and they're only like half out. It's very annoying. It's stupidly annoying. And oh. I'm not used to being this thrilled with MLS kits. It's kind of like I know. It's kind of dirty. Like, it's kind of like going to like um like the Mandarin. Where if you just, you know, you just need to skip all of this filler crap and just get to like where the, the prime rib station? is. Yep. <laughs> this no. is, Mark, this is why we're friends. Because yeah. we both went straight. Yeah. No, like, that was no, all that was in my head. I was like, man, you know, I love some dare, tempura shrimp. But. Yeah. No, you can get some tempura shrimp. Absolutely get some tempura shrimp. But. Like skip the fucking noodles, guys. Just skip the noodles. Skip the rice. Skip all that. Oh yeah, no, Except no, no carbs, but man. Prime rib no at this carbs. now, and it's like different types of steak, and they're all really good. And a lot of them are from the West Coast. Apparently, that's what makes some of the Nexus prime rib. It's yeah. Anyway, um, I'm sure we'll we'll gab at length at some point in time, either here or on that other thing we do, uh, Kit Nerd True. Podcast with your host Brenton Walters. Um but yeah, it's uh hey. This is a quicker digression than I was hoping. For, I know. Um as for the as for Duncan and Tony, uh Duncan's apparently trying to get edumacated and I don't know, Tony has a job or something. Psh, whatever. They're slackers Max. and they just exactly. They just don't care. They just don't care. Um as for me, honestly, I just, I couldn't be prouder of the entire XNT. You fucking go, guys. It's fucking great. Uh, I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to the show. All right. First up is a little bit of what's been going on. And I know you think we're just going to immediately segue into the WNT XNT, but we're not. We're going to save that for the what we're talking about section, because honestly, that's mostly what everybody's talking about. But we are going to talk a little bit about uh, TFC's preseason and ooh, a stadium announcement. Ooh, no, it's not in Saskatchewan. Um, all right. TFC. Which is our team, one of our teams. And there's been concerns through the preseason, you know, some of which been alleviated by some of the signings. Bit of an uneven preseason so far, though. Or, and it's hard to judge preseason play um, because it's preseason and none of it really matters. I think what the concern has been through the, through the Coachella tournament, maybe it was the outfits, I don't know too many too much fringe mm. um is uh 
that TFC have a very strong starting 11. Like when they have their, their choice 11 out on the pitch, which they've started for the most part, uh, today's match, they've got their last match. I might be done by now, um, time of recording. But again, they started very strong. Uh, Osorio was back, which was great to see because he's still been dealing with some injuries. Um, it is a strong starting 11. Like it is the best, you know, it's all their new players and the best of their players from last season, basically, you know, the midfield gets a little mixed depending on who they decide to start. Mark Anthony K, Victor Vasquez, whatever. It's still, it's a pretty strong starting 11. Um, once they start substituting players, things seem to happen. Now, one of the things we talked about last week um, and possibly the week before is the lack of depth in certain positions and why maybe selling players and not signing players and other anyway um so what made me laugh a little bit maybe a lot was to see an article or two but certainly based on an interview with uh with coach bob um admitting the depth is a is a concern you know, and, and mention specifically the fullback positions and the midfield. Really? No. I was shocked, but not even a little bit. Because, of course, you should be concerned. Because fullback position, you're paper thin, waffa thin even, perhaps. And mid midfield, you know, like... Jane's off having an adventure. Noble Callows apparently was zombie Shivas, although okay, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in my own digression. Um, everyone who was snarking about all the teams that Noble Callo trialed with in the offseason can fuck off. This is what you're supposed to do when you're a super young player that got turfed by his team at the end of the season, who has a lot of eyes on him, but maybe you don't know what to do with like a six four tall midfielder so what if he's trialing with more than one team why do you care so much why do you think that is such a shameful thing lots of players go to europe and trial at more than one team in the off season or during a break who, who are these people honestly i just I, I saw it in more than one thing i was like what is your damage so like if so the, whoever these mental giants are uh, obviously, you're the, you've been blessed with never having to apply for a job, or if yeah. you did, you only submitted one resume and they hired you immediately. Yeah, because that's not how it actually fucking works for most yeah. of the you've, free you've, world. You've, you've never had to play resume roulette, have you? No, absolutely not. You can tell because they opened their mouth. Of course, you try out. Of course, you try out multiple places. It may not even necessarily be a case that he's not good enough to play for them. No, I just, that not everybody's going to work with someone's system or, or preferred right. whatever. We've had tons of players. Toronto FC has had tons of players over the years who were good somewhere, came here, were dog shit, left, and were good. Like, like Jao Plata, anybody? Yeah. Little guy, they sub him on. He runs fast in a straight line, scored a few goals, and they figured him out. But then he went to Salt Lake City, and man, it must have been rough because he had a whole fucking career there where they made him a designated player. We had him. 
Don't forget yeah. that, guys. We had him. We had exactly. a designated player caliber guy not getting paid designated player money. So it's because he just didn't fit in our system. Exactly. And Noble Kello will not fit in every team system. No. Sorry, so I, I, I hope I hope he actually has signed on with Zombie Chivas. I think he could be a good fit for them. Um, I have I sort of look to see if it's official official, but it seems like he may have landed there. But regardless, I want good things for Nobo Kello. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows what a huge fan I am of this young man. He has such a future and he is just delightful. So good luck, mm-hmm. Noble. Um, anyway, so TFC have depth issues and, and they often do and they have had, although, again, I still think last year, I still think there's lots of players they should have hung on to, but that's my opinion. Um, so you have this, you have this great starting 11. And, and I will say great. Like I look at it and again, we haven't seen them play yet. That's, that's, that's still like a week and a half away. Oh my God, it's a week and a half away. Anyway. Um, I it's, I, right there. it's right there. I, I, wow. Damn it. Oh, we have to do a preview next week. God damn it. Um, so there is, you know, Victor Vasquez is probably, and maybe Michael Bradley, you know, old and old, um, are probably the main concerns in that 11. Um, and that's if Vasquez starts. But like today, it was Return of the Mac and Oso. Um, and then you had, you know, you had Hedges and you had Rosted and you had Sean Johnson and Richie Larea. Uh, Raul, I'm sorry, Raul, I will learn your last name. I promise. Um, Amado, and then obviously Insigne and, uh, and uh, uh, Fede. So, like, that's not too shabby, right? Like, that's, you look at that and you're like, okay, like, that, that brings something. It's just, it's the drop-off after that. And I think fans have a right to be concerned about the lack of quality depth potentially. I think it's the bigger concern is for a coach that when he came on board last season, one of the things that we had talked about at the beginning of the season, one of the things he was touted as is a coach who likes to nurture and develop and coach up young players. And when he didn't think he needed them last season, that sort of stopped happening. And I think that's a concern that people should be looking at as opposed to the players they have on deck, you know, like mm-hmm. you've got Caden Chung as a more than capable backup. You've got Lucas McNaughton. Um, you've got JMR. Um, who else is still available? Who else is still available up top? Anyway, there are, there are options and there's young options that have shown glimmers, but it's whether or not Bob and the coaching staff are willing to slash have it in them to develop these young men. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like, and this is, it's, it's kind of crazy. So just bear with the, all right. Oh, I like it when you go crazy. I don't know. No, it's, it's, it's the, it's, it's that whole, what we wish to happen and the necessity to have no patience for that thing to happen organically. That is mm-hmm, the youth mm-hmm. system. We want to give kids a chance, but 
historically speaking in Toronto FC terms, giving kids a chance means four substitution appearances for a total of 22 minutes. And, oh, well, they didn't fizzle out. It's like, yeah, because, you know, you can make an entire career on four substitutions in 22 minutes. Um, Or in some cases, you get three or four games because starter A is hurt. And everybody around him keeps changing. So he doesn't actually get to build any on-field chemistry because we're, you know, it's a, this is an easy schedule or this is a hard schedule. So we're going to save our good players and put out the B team. And like, there's, it, it never gets to organically build at the rate mm-hmm, you want mm-hmm. to, because, well, we got to win now. There's a push for the playoffs. Um, we squandered may, you know, like those usual tropes. And, and, and then there's the, the injury thing is real. So like, if all things being fair and equal where nobody gets hurt and you can properly develop in the sense, like the consistency development of mm-hmm. we're going to put these two players out and we're going to give them more than just, you know, a 15 minute run out. We're going to give them meaningful. We're going to give them the first half and we'll take them off at halftime. If it's not working out, et cetera, et cetera. But because of the pressure and also to like, and there's also like a talent gap, and this is one of the things I've often said about MLS is that it's absurd to me that you'll put a player on the pitch who makes, you know, $8 million and he's supposed to do something from a kid who's making the league minimum. Yeah. And that's not fair to either of them. That's not fair for the kid to be on the pressure of putting that on a platter for that guy. And it's not, it's not fair for that guy or anybody else to expect $8 million service to an $8 million player when it's not, that's not there yet. Whether He's probably it gets not even making 80,000, you That's know? Exactly. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I feel like we talk about Toronto FC, and this is probably true in a lot of clubs, but Toronto FC in particular, that there's always this, we got to go big. We got to go now. We got to win now. We got to win now. We got to win now. And there's never, there's never a development. There's never like a, a season to rest on our laurels or just like aim to be a 500 club, you know, 14 wins, 14 losses and the rest ties. Like, like just not, that's not on the cards because we have to keep going. And because of that, you don't give players that chance to have a full 90 minutes because you're down by one. It's like, ah, we need to, we need the three points because we needed the three points last week. We didn't get it and the week before and we didn't get it. And we only got to draw the week. You know what I mean? It just starts because of the circumstances of the previous week opportunity dries up. So is there a solution? Not really. I don't think there is a real good solution because again, you're expecting rookies, kids from the academy, under 23s in general, who are supposed to provide Bernadeschi and Insigne internationals with awards yep the ball yeah or better you're supposed to replace those guys and yeah. produce some degree of magic in a fraction of the time so like i don't know i i i i realize it's you know that's what practice is for that's what training is for that's what team building is for that's what drills are for i get it i get it i get it i get it but because this is a performance based and that performance is based on the 90 minutes when the whistle goes and the whistle blows to, to end the thing, your opportunity is limited. All the practice in the world yeah. won't get you there. Can these kids yeah. do it? 
Yes. Will they be given a time to do it? Probably not. So I don't know. Uh, you can't like, I feel like we've, we've had players on the books who have been with the club for like two, three years getting paid the full wage, but after three seasons have less than 15 appearances. Yeah. I don't know if maybe not right this moment, but I feel like that's been a thing in the past. And that's, that's a problem too. It's like, what are you, did you, do you think this, this kid is just going to magically, you know, grow into the, he's going to level up doing nothing. He's all of a sudden going to go from being obscure bench guy to being starter just because you waited another six months. No, that's not how any of that shit works. So I don't know if like, also to the way MLS is structured. I know we've, we've, we've beaten these horses before. And I'm sorry, we're doing it again. I'm doing it again. <laughs> is that because of the structure of the league and the way that A, it's a salary cap and B, there's no relegation. There's no incentive. There's sorry, there's no pressure, true pressure to to not be in last because you can't get demoted. And because there's a cap, you can't just go and fill in those in those gaps with just any player who's on the market. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and this is why we rely on our academies. Our academies are a good source of young talent, cheap talent who will either fit under the cap or some in some cases circumvent the cap because of their age, because of the contract they sign, which is which are good things. But if we don't actually use that talent as on the pitch, it's kind of wasted. So yeah. I don't know what the solution is because I'm not I'm not the manager. I think God I'm not because I would totally have gotten us relegated somehow. But well, you know what? I, I, they need experience. They need experience. I don't care if it's loans. They just, they need to get seasoning somewhere and being on the bench isn't it. Yeah. Well, but, I still, again, and, 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 you know, we all know how, again, I still think letting Jaden Nelson leave is a mistake. Personally good for him, but professionally for TFC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, bad. Um, again, you look at a player that, you know, they were forced to play who is again, who is talented, who is able to develop and who grew his game over the season, who grew it so well that they were able to sell him for a rumored million plus, um, you know, like, mm-hmm. so stuff like that, where if you give them that opportunity, and I'm not saying that Bob's going to keep that 11 the whole time, but again, a lot of this does come from, and we say this all the time, but if you follow Toronto teams, or are aware of Toronto teams or aware of MLSE, this is, it's an MLSE mindset. It is, it is what they do. And it is very much almost always a win now scenario. It's why it took so long to tear this team down. Mm -hmm. It's why it's, it's, it just, you know, it should have happened three years ago and it didn't and maybe even four years ago. So like, there's all these things. Yeah. Four years ago, four years ago. Um, So anyway, We've got the season opener in a week and a half, which we'll talk about next week at some point in the next month. It won't be next week. We've got other people coming on the show. Um, we're going to have Bill Manning back on and he promised. He did promise to our he, faces, to our faces in, in email and to our faces and, and yes, promised to not spill beer this time. Yes. Promised to not spill beer this time. Um, no, he also legit promised not to spill beer because he did. He did. Yes, 
he yes. Which may anyway, so I don't know if we edited that part out of the of the recording, but if we didn't, I can't remember. That was but we've mentioned it so many times over the years. I know, that, but I I did love that he actually brought it up. He was like, I promise not to spill beer this time, and I was like, oh, Bill. Um, so we'll have him on, and we're gonna we're gonna ask him some stuff. Bill loves a good discussion, so, um, so yeah. So why don't we leave that for now and move on to um, one other thing in local, well, not local, but in Canadian soccer uh, circles, not related to the national teams. Um, and that is uh, Vancouver FC. What's the nickname? Is it Space Penises? Angry Space Penises? Look, like I, I just, it, it needs to be shorter, man. Know, it's, it's too it's many a, words. It doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue like a pony boy or handy. No. It's, or an Aquaman, um, like we just we need yeah, we need to workshop that. We really need it, to help. Yeah, orbital boners. I don't know. It like there's something that <laughs> needs to. It, you know what I mean? Like I do. anyway, I don't those know. guys. Just, the other the, the other Vancouver team, um, which you know is playing in Langley, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, announced stadium renderings. Ooh. for the Langley Event Center because, you know, they play in Langley, not Vancouver. Um, And it looks nice. Like, honestly, it looks small, but it should for the for this league. Yeah, Um, it's not it's not meant to hold more than sixty five hundred. Perfect. This is this is what I want for every team. Yeah, it is. It is. I I was, it was funny. I was looking at it and I was like, oh, it's like, it's very small and square or rectangular, but square is a rectangular. Um, But I like that. Like the stands have some depth to them, but they're not expansive. They, they, you know, everything just looks like a cool small town ground small club ground. And, you know, with a few, it's got some frills, obviously. Um, you know, you can see where they're where they're where they're planning on talking in the concessions, and you can see the one taller grant, one taller stand, and they've got the obligatory place for smoke. Allegedly, who knows if that's actually where it will end up being? Renderings are always different, um, but on paper, this is pretty nice. Yeah, um, sixty five hundred is a nice number. Like for, for, for capacity, like, honestly, I don't feel like any, any 10 PL stadium should be any larger than we'll say eight. 10. Yeah, I was going to say 10. Let, let's we'll 10. max it out at 10. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, that it can't be bigger than that, but at the same time too. But it shouldn't be. Many, many of the cities uh, have a stadium that big. Yeah. Like they, like just because you play at a 5,000 seat stadium doesn't mean you can't go and play at a 20,000 later, you know, it's entirely up for grabs at the same time too. You also don't have to, well, that's it. We're only 6,000. That's all we're building. It's like this, this rendering has one end unbuilt. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you don't like there's, 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 there's ways that you can easily get this probably to 10,000 without doing too much damage to the existing thing. But that's that's future thinking. That's like 10, 15 years from now. Who knows? And who knows? Maybe like after year three, you know, after 45 consecutive sellouts or whatever it is, whatever that math works out to be, that's okay. You know what? We're going to add another 
10, you know, 2000 seats. I just want to see small, cozy stadiums for football. I don't want to like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how Valor does it. Like Winnipeg supporters. I don't know how they do it because it just seems so cavernous so far. Yeah. And it just feels like you're lost. Like looking at them hurts to watch. And I say that with like respect because good for you guys. Cause you, you do a good job for what you can in that giant, giant stadium. Yeah. But like even but, Ottawa's feels like it's closer. Cause it's, yeah. you know, I don't still. Say properly rectangular, but it's like, it's like an old timey rectangular stadium. Um, but like, I just, I just want to play in cozy stadiums that are soccer specific and they don't have to be fancy. They don't have to be 50 million, this hundred million that they don't have to have private boxes and amenities and, and gourmet anything. It just has to be a ground where I can go get a drink, take a whiz and watch a game. And the luxury is, is, and have a roof. That would be the luxury is something overhanging on one section that I pay more for. Otherwise, um, this is beautiful. And I, so, I hope they can put this in every fucking community. Across well, the, the, thing, but the, the thing that the thing to really note about this, and this is talking about putting something in every community and something that, current and future CAMPL sides should really be paying attention to, very similar to um, uh, New Mexico United uh, down in the States, which did this their first several seasons. This is a modular stadium. This sucker is being put together in six weeks. I'm not fucking kidding. That's the timeline they have projected for construction. Six weeks. That's crazy. Six fucking weeks. Um. It's coming in, it's, it's, it's already pieces, the pieces have already arrived, or most of them, the first shipping containers housing the prefab parts arrived last week. That's, and, yeah. you know, it's basically a Lego stadium. And that's what New Mexico's stadium for the first several years was. And that place rocked. Like if you watched any of their matches online, it was always full it looked great again it was a small ground but it was packed and it was built to you know for the fans and they have this setup right like they're putting the fan they're putting the supporter group in the south end and they've got they have a family zone whatever fine um Not bad but you know and the the price range whatever it's 10 mil plus which sounds insane but um it also gives it gives them an opportunity to get a stadium in it's generally affordable because i think langley is going to own own i think langley like owns the stadium or owns the land um owned and operated yes by the township of langley there we go and um it has an opportunity for expansion because there are things that can be done to it. Like it's easier to add on to than other, than other grounds. And again, for a club of this size, for a market, all these things, this makes so much sense, so much sense. So I, whatever I think about what their name is or their logo, where they're located, none of that matters in terms of the fact that this is really well done. And CAMPL fans should pay attention. Um, clubs that are looking to become to join CAMPL, uh, Electric City FC, uh, you should be paying attention as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like 
I feel like seeing this something modest, mm-hmm. hopefully not too too pricey. I don't know what the I don't know what the final cost of this is going to be. I don't know either. It doesn't say. But I mean, I feel like this is super attainable. Like, and I don't mean like in Langley. Obviously, it is. But anywhere, and I'm not talking about your your obviously name brand big cities. I'm talking about all those all those small ones, all those medium ones, all those ones that have teams or used to have teams in the Quebec Hockey League, the Ontario QMJHL, the Ontario Hockey League, and the Western League, because they're all exactly the type of markets that could be in this league at some point in time. And the idea of a 50 team Canadian league is amazing. It totally is. Oh God, please, please let me be alive when that happens. But yeah, like this is, this is what I mean though. This, this is an attainable stadium and they can be community stadiums, but they're stadiums that are meant for soccer. So well done Langley. Well done Vancouver. May your, may your space penises fly into the moon. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, let's, let's get into it. What we're talking about. What's everybody talking about? The WNTXNT versus the CSA. Basically, that's, that's what has been going on. So unless you have been living under a rock, and even then like the rocks should be able to tell you because the ground's been shaking with everything that has been going on um, between uh, the WNTXNT and the CSA over the last week. So um, as we talked about on last week's show, before all of this happened, because <laughs> it happened the next day. Can nobody announce big news on our deadlines? No, I'm just kidding. You guys do whatever you need to do to get that respect and money but it would um, be nice just just once would, just once just you know like please just do it on um, a tuesday anyway yeah. yeah that's that's all we ask just do it on tuesday we almost always record on wednesdays like we can we'll work with you guys we're, we're here for you um released a statement through their players union um that said lots of unkind things about the csa uh, about funding being cut about resources being cut about inequality between the two national teams which is something that has certainly come up before certainly in the last two years it has come up dramatically um but especially with the resources being cut and and the allegations that funding has been cut um and supports have been cut um going into and again, it should it shouldn't matter what tournament, but you know the men's was increased a gazillion fold because of their surprise qualifications to the World Cup. Well, you know what? The women always go to the fucking World Cup, and they're about to go to the World Cup again as the reigning gold medal champions, and with one of the more talented teams, probably the most talented team uh, that the WNTXNT has had um, ever, certainly in a generation, and with a realistic opportunity to do something they've never done, which is not just perform really well at the world cup, but to win it. Um, And to have sort of the ground taken out from underneath them while they're trying to prepare for this, you know, in six months and to have to be focusing on this stuff instead of training and gelling and all these things. Oh, and then the fact allegedly, you know, 
Yeah, I haven't seen CSA come forth and say, oh, no, no, no. We totally have a home match planned for you guys before you go to Australia, New Zealand. Um, there's currently no home match planned. There's no match on Canadian soil before they go to the World Cup, which is insane. Mm-hmm. I don't care where it is. I, I don't care if it's here in Toronto. It should probably be in BC. Would make the flight easier? Might make the flight. It doesn't matter because it would be like three months beforehand. But it doesn't matter. The fact that there is no current plan for a match on Canadian soil before they go to the World Cup. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Fucked. So that happened, and then social media. Everybody, everything erupted. Everything just went like nuts. The men released a statement. nuts. Um, sorry, sorry, stop. I'm sorry. nuts. Were you trying to do bananas I, and nuts? I, I've, you've never heard nuts before? Never heard nuts before. Really? Okay, listeners, listeners, I did not just make that up on the fly. I, I don't was believe act- it. I don't believe that you did make it up. I've just never heard it before. That's but no, no. Those of you that have heard that before, I need you. I need, I need you. I need your help. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so the men came out with their statement, basically full support. Um, a lot of again, and both statements took shots at the arrangement between the CSA and the CSB, which has been something that's been a bone of contention since last year. Um, I think the only thing, and we're not, we're going to, we'll talk about this in a little while, only just briefly, is that one thing that the men's statement did that rankled a section of Canadian soccer fans was they kind of threw the Campiel under the bus. Um, actually, then kind of, they, they, they drew a, they drew a transport truck over it, um, well, calling it a minor league. Very, very disdainful look down their nose. Now, whether that was their intention, um, and I think from some of them, it is. You know, there's a level of, it's interesting. For some players, there's a level of they don't respect the league, which is ridiculous considering all we hear from Canadian players constantly. And rightfully is that they haven't had a league of their own to play within their own country. So, you know what? Just, you know, swallow that, little boys, men, and everything else you said had good points, and then you spoiled it with that. Sorry, apparently we're talking about it right now, Mark. Mm, it's fine. Um, um go yeah ahead. yeah no no the the i thought the minor league thing was like i i understand why they were saying it they were trying to take it take a shot i won't even call it a cheap shot because like if you look at it from like the kernel of where this problem actually lies there's a good part of it that ends up at the feet of that minor league and um i mean i feel like it was it was it was kind of disrespectful to the players who play in it, um, but it's not the players that play in its fault that this is the situation everyone's in. Exactly. So, yeah, it was. It was. Cr- it was a cringe. I'm not gonna lie. I cringed hard when I when I read that. Like, oh, did you did you did you really that? do that? I know I did the same thing. I was like reading along. I was like, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get to that, and you're like, oh, come on, guys. They didn't. They didn't deserve that. But okay. Like, but also too, I'm thinking in terms of the players, not. Sure, sure. Not the blessed be the billionaires for they need Indeed. to profit. I don't Absolutely. That's not what that's about. Okay. Well, anyway, so, and we can debate that some more and there's been lots of debate about that, but really we're here again to talk about um, more about the WTX and T, but we'll, we'll, we'll start with this all sort of, it all, a lot of it goes together. Um, 
And so then uh, Janine Becky and uh, Christine Sinclair, who are, are basically the player reps, um, there are others, but they've been like the two main voices in this. You know, they did a bunch of interviews and through an interview, um, I believe with Rick Westhead that was broadcast on TSN, they, they, they said they were on strike. They're like, we're not, we're not participating in the She Believes Pop. We're here, but we're not going to train anymore and we're not going to play. They basically declared that they were on strike and it was kind of like, oh, shit. Um, CSA finally put out a statement that was pretty bland, um, really, in terms of what was going on and just kept trying to blow their own horn, saying that, you know, oh, no, no, we're going to we've got this. We've got a deal in the books and we're super supportive and we totally get it and equality and all caps. And it was anyway, it was not well received, um, really. Most people just rolled their eyes at it. Yeah. And, and honestly, uh, they, they should have rolled their eyes at it um, because it's just more performative than it normally is and it's mm-hmm. the, it's cringy it like that's more cringy than calling the kpl a minor league um because it's like you don't the myth that people don't understand or know how we got exactly to this situation is insane to me because those who follow canadian footy in any at any length know something's up and those who followed at greater lengths like us and probably a lot of our listeners if not all of them can pinpoint exactly where things went wrong or how we got in this situation and i just i feel like i feel like the whole you know unity rah 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 stuff it's like you don't you shouldn't think you can get away with doing that because you just assume everybody knows nothing yeah and that's the part that really bothers me the most is like you think you guys are getting away with this yeah you think that if you put out the rightly worded press release we're all gonna go you know what this is blown over this is this or overblown i should say this is overblown they're making a big deal everything's fine sorry like no no fuck that no you don't get a pass this easily 12 hours later, um, approximately, another statement from the CSA. Oh, dear gods. I still, it's still, like, I get it, technically, and, you know, this sort of thing always hangs on technicalities and legalities and what you can and cannot do very, very specifically because of where all this stuff lives, which is the province of, anyways, the women were not players were not in a legal strike position yet csa threatened to sue them Mm. that was their statement the next day they were going to sue the players if they didn't play (sighs) that's a way to make everybody love you again build some trust And, and so before i go on with that and this is something i haven't seen brought up nearly enough and that is when the men went on strike last year i don't recall 
I'm being threatened with lawsuits. I don't recall that even being mentioned. That's strange. It's peculiar. Isn't that strange? So strange. So strange. So unusual and unexpected. Yeah, it's 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 almost as if there's double standards. There's a double standards. More than one standard. Is that possible? I you know you, you standard is supposed to be standard, right? Yeah, like it just applies but across the whole thing. Maybe you yeah. know what you know what? I'm just going to assume that the CSA are still considering suing the men for that. Perhaps. Which would be good because then they could get back. I don't know what the fuck they could get back. Uh, uh, maybe maybe they can see the men get get all that money they lost and then yes, you know, all the all the women. whoever find us, FIFA somebody, I don't even fucking know. Oh, there were fines, there was unhappiness, but again, the reactions now. Again, this isn't to tar every single fan with a with the with the same brush, and I'm not I'm not doing that. But because there was lots of you know who are these petulant players, millionaires, blah blah blah, you know, what you know what 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 makes them think that they can do this sort of thing? But there was lots of fans that were behind them, um, us included. Mm. Um, and again. It's upsetting, especially the, the now, again, again, the matches here, the 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 ones at them, and this is again why why there was not more more of an outrage from the CSA over this because the match was on Canadian soil, mm-hmm. and you know, play people had plane tickets and hotels and 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 travel arrangements and money doled out, and one of the things they threw into their announcement about suing the players, they're talking about the countless fans traveling to Orlando for the She Believes Cup and the other two states because it's being held in multiple locations. Mm. Um, yeah, you you count the Canadian fans there. You tell me how many are there as opposed to what was being held here for the men. Um, I'm not saying there are no Canadian fans going. I know there are some. Mm. I also know that it is not nearly not nearly what will travel for the women's world cup in the summer that would travel for a match on Canadian soil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And to lay that in there as though they were disappointing thousands of Canadians who in the middle of February, still trying to pay off their holiday bills, knowing that March break is coming. If you've got families or, you know, all of those things. I suppose you could make a case for rolling it in around a uh, family day long weekend. Sure. Um, regardless, they made it sound as though half of that stadium tomorrow night, day after recording, is going to be filled with Canadian soccer fans while the rest will be American soccer fans. And that is a lie if they're trying to say that. That is absolutely not what's going to happen if there are a thousand canadian soccer fans at that game tomorrow night and this is not a knock on canadian soccer fans Mm. travel is expensive going to the states is a gamble um you know like there's lots of reasons to not travel to this tournament because you have to pick one game unless you really have the money and resources to state hop and go to 
all three, you know, like that's, that's, that's a lot to ask. Um, anyway, that part really annoyed me other than the fact again, that they threatened to sue the players. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just, it's insane. It, it's just fucking insane, you know, to, to expect, I don't even like, how did the CSA think that this budget after all the success that that has been achieved in the last we'll say five years. We'll just say five years. That's all. This is all that was that, 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 that they're earmarked for, for a world cup cycle. And, and like, you're going to, we're going to sue them because of, we don't, we don't want them to make us look bad. You already look like shit. I don't. I know. I know. Like I, can't, I can't. Anyway, I can't so even try to empathize with with the CSA. It's very, very, very hard. They struggle. They they work overtime to make it imp- to make it impossible to even try to s- see it through their eyes. You know, I understand with any yeah. kind of negotiation. And this is not a negotiation. This is extortion. But in a negotiation, at least try to see it through their eyes. And it's like, here's our budget. Whoops. And it's like, you guys knew this was happening. And yet you're going to just assume like, oh, well, sorry, that's all there is for this World Cup cycle. That's all there is for. But hey, you know what? Look what you managed to find for the fucking men. Yeah. Who didn't have a chance in hell of doing anything substantive at that World Cup. Um, One of the things that's been not great, but one of the again, she's she's one of the representatives, Janine Becky. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about we'll talk more about the the players uh, media call that they hosted and set up themselves yesterday um, was was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yes, it was yesterday. My God, the days have already started to blend. This is horrible. I hate this. This month this month is going digression. Is that for everyone else? Is this month going really fucking slow somehow? Like it hasn't been in February for like six weeks already. Like I'm blaming the stupid gophers, groundhogs, it started strong, but like it's just anyway. So Janine Becky, yeah. endless, yeah, who was at the men's World Cup as a commentator, as as part of the media team, and was able to f- observe firsthand everything that was being given to the men and the and the support and the 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 the, the coaches and the and the like everything and and looking at what is being offered to the XNT, you know, she's seen it with her own eyes. It's not just like hearsay is sort of thing. And yeah. the main, the main problem with all of this, and this goes back to the dispute between the men's team and the CSA and the XNT and the CA. Although the XNT has historically much more to complain about um, is the lack of transparency around many things obviously the c the csb thing in terms of selling away their media and promotion rights for 10 potentially more i can't believe there's an option for 20 anyway who does that 
bad businessman. Um, I, I, and- mean, I understand how it got there. I genuinely do. Because if you took the trajectory as was of the men's national team, yeah. making a World Cup was not going to happen. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying I understand how we got. They there. gamble everything they, on what happens. They with gambled the men it because they've never had. They've never had the resources to properly, for lack of a better term, commercially exploit the shit out of these teams, and they have lost so many opportunities in the last ten years. Let's let's be honest, tons. Yeah, and they were looking yeah. at going well. We could go and just spend a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred hundred grand, and hire a couple of people to actually do this work for us, or we could just take this this money right here and let them fucking deal with it. And that's what they did. And they left so much money on the fucking table. And now they're like, "But can we yeah. have some?" And see, the like, thing no. is, this- and it sucks. But like, and the thing is, is we have sorry, it just. Mm-hmm. When we talk about transparency, like it's transparency for the fans as well. Like we, you know, I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't need to see every single page of their books. Mm-hmm. Like the, one of the things that the issue with this or the main thing that comes up time and again, we talk about transparency and it has to do with the CSB and it has to do with um, how the, how the, how the, how the funds are done. But when you've got an issue from not one, but two national teams who have no understanding of this, like no one is asking the CSA to like, photocopy their books for everyone to go through, you know, 300 pages of whatever a deal is, but a summary of what these deals are or what is going on, how funding is happening should be made available. This is a nonprofit. They're a national sports organization and too many national sports organizations are couched in secrecy. And when you've got two national teams, an entire fan base, investigative journalists, people from all level of this sport and other sports who are like, I have no idea what this is. We can't explain it. Um, There is an issue. So actually explain it to people. Explain why you historically, misogyny, um, treat the two sides differently. But also, like, if there is an opportunity, which, and this was, this was, this is possibly my favorite part of all of this. Um, if I'm going to have something that laughs at the CSB statement, it's freaking hilarious. Um, coming in like, oh, oh, no, no, we want to, we want to help. No, 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 the CSB, no, we're nice people. Nice people. We, lo- we love the soccers. We love the, we love everybody. No, we, we offer, we offer extra money. Where is it? Hold on. Let me see here. Uh, we've invested close to a hundred million dollars in development of the game, blah, 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 all levels, yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, dun, 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 dun. We've never been party to labor negotiations, da, 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 da. But, um, oh yeah, we, we, we will, we, 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 out, we, we want to provide incremental resources to help further the mission and support the women's national team. They deserve the resources to be successful. Anyway, it was just a who us? Yeah. We, we love soccer. Yeah. We support every, we will, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We, out of the goodness of our soccer loving hearts are going to provide incremental resources. Because we love, we love them. We no, no, it's not us. No, it's not us, guys. We're the good. It's just, 
anyway there needs to be people need to be there needs to be obviously there's so much dissension like there's so much you know one person's talking over here and one person's talking over there and this is happening and this is happening and there's so much going on so the women capitulate because they don't want to get sued because none of them can fucking afford it and it's also just abhorrent and anyway they're like fine we're gonna play because you're making us play we're playing under protest. You're making us play. And this now includes, because the window is now open, the international players are here. So the players from England are here. The players from France are here. There is, you know, like the big guns are here and also pissed. Um, and also talking about what's been going on. And then the players hold their own media call. One of my favorite things from the media call watching it, uh, you know, the commentary on Twitter and stuff was that Janine Becky was, you know, she was the point person. She was calling on the reporters. She was troubleshooting the, the Zoom stuff like. But the thing from that call and you can you can read tons of stuff. There's lots of articles. There's lots of tweet threads from a number of journalists. But if you see any of the video and you see any of the screen caps. And this broke my heart and also made me incredibly angry again is how exhausted and beat up they all look. They are just worn out from fighting this fight. And like to have their attention having to be taken like this to this as opposed to focusing on the game. It's so wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, fucking support the XNT, like, and we talk about, we talk about equal funding and support and, and some of it is monetary. Yes. But every single player for that team has come out and said, it's not about the money. The money is part of it. Of course it is. It is about the resources it is about the promotions it is about having the same number of staff they don't even have like 25 players or they didn't have 25 players in camp to start before this tournament it's bumped up now because the international players have arrived but like they have limitations set on them and, and they keep being told that the money's not there. And up until, yes, up until a couple years ago, the funding was a little more equal. And again, because the women, as we've talked about, drove this program. Um, but you still got, you still got less hype around the women's team, right? Like the Olympic gold should have put this way over the top. And very briefly, it did. Like, very briefly. You saw a little bit more. Like, you saw some bus shelter posters. You saw, you know, just a little bit more things. But then they, and again, COVID didn't help. But the gold medal tour was pretty well botched. Um, last minute announcements only. You know, just, it was very confusing. Um, and again, they're going into a World Cup. And... There should be nonstop promotion about this. There should be constant talk about this. We should be getting newsletter after newsletter. There should be, you know, promos on, on TV. Um, and this is the sort of thing we talk about 
the 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 equality nature of it it's not that the women necessarily want to get paid of course they do every person who does something like this wants money and if they haven't been paid for last year at all yet it's interesting um again i don't know mm-hmm. how all the payments from fifa and Concac. i don't know how that works so Maybe there is, maybe CSA has something there because maybe they don't have the money yet. Maybe they haven't received their payments. I don't know. So I'm not going to like give them too much crap for that, but it still seems a bit shitty that they haven't been paid at all. But it's about the equality of the support from the CSA, from leveraging their media partners, from leveraging their sponsorship partners to make sure that they have adequate resources, they have trainers, they have coaches, they have, you know, they can bring their family along, that they don't have to fly economy or pay for their own flights, things like that. So that is what the players for the XNT are talking about, in case you misunderstood. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like the uh, back to the your, the the comment about the um, screen caps of them looking, you know, beaten down oh. and broken. I feel like that is probably more telling than whatever whatever score lines they get at the at at the She Believes Cup seeing somebody feel completely demoralized about the thing you want them to do is obviously like it's depressing. It's depressing as a human. It's worse as a soccer fan, you know, it's worse as a supporter to know that, that the people that you're going, that you will cheer on, you will go and buy tickets for, you will go and sing the songs and stomp your feet and buy the merch if you can fucking get it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want a revenue source? Make merch available, you fucks. Like they don't like. You just have to look at their body language, and that's to me the that's the saddest part, because I mean we all know that they've gone through these fights many times repeatedly over some sort of cheap out fuckery, whatever you want to call it that they're doing. And I don't know if I would want to think that these players want to give it their all and don't, don't misinterpret. I'm not saying that they don't want to play for Canada, but why the fuck would you want to, if that was you? Why would you want well, to? So, so Sophie Schmidt, right? She was gonna. She was. She was gonna just quit. Exactly. Like, why? Why would you want to give any more of your time, life, and energy to a place that doesn't respect your contributions? We're not even. And and in this case, this is not even an individual level. It's a. It's the whole group. If you've ever worked somewhere that's shit. And you just look around every time you go into work and people are just like, what the fuck am I doing here? At least you can probably go and get another job. This is their, this is a chunk of their livelihood. In some cases, it's a massive chunk of their livelihood. Yep. But, and, and, none, and we're not talking about people who are millionaires. 
this isn't this isn't a case of like people being spoiled. This is just like, look, you want us to perform. You want us to represent Canada and let's be honest, realistic intention to at least medal, if not win the fucking thing. But you want us to do it at a discount. Like that's insane. And the discount isn't like it, like you said, it's not even about the money that they're getting paid, which may or may not have to do with it, but it's all the other little things. So you want us to do this with half the staff, two thirds of the actual player personnel that we need. And one third of the times we get to do it, but still somehow show up against England and Australia and New Zealand and France and Brazil and Japan. Like you want it like that. They're already, you've already started them six, six spaces before the start line, but you're expecting them to like, they're going to do it for Canada. I'm sorry. The pride is a myth. And we're just talking about giving them what they deserve for Janine Becky to be over there and see everything with her own two eyes. It's, it's almost it like, that's truly the most insulting part because you can't even lie to her. You can't even say, well, that, that's, that's overblown. You didn't see that, that, that didn't happen because she was there. We saw her on television. We saw her, we know that it happened. We know she was there. We be- So there's no reason not to believe her. And also, I don't think it's, you, if you if you're questioning her or anybody on this, like, well, it's not really that bad. It's like just simply go and compare. Compare what the men had versus what the women are being offered. And if you really truly still think that this is this is this is overblown, this is making making a mountain out of nothing, you don't give a fuck about Canadian soccer. You don't give a fuck about Canadian women's soccer. And you don't give a fuck about the health of it going forward at all. If you want your national teams, any level, to put forth their best effort and be proud of them because they were given every ample opportunity to succeed, knowing that they were not actually given every possible thing to help them succeed, you're insane. You're just insane. This is such a tragedy. It really is a tragedy. And I and I I applaud every single one of the members of the team who find yet another level of depth to just dig in and press on. Cause I had a fucking quit so long ago. But I'm also not anywhere near their level. So I don't know what the solution is. No, nope, I don't either. I the, the one thing not the current infrastructure. That's fucking for sure. Yeah. So before we move on from this, and again, this isn't gonna. We're gonna talk about this next week. We'll probably talk about it the week after. Like, there's there's lots to talk about. Um, we're hoping to have a, a special guest on next week who has a more intimate uh, knowledge of all this. I won't gonna say any more, just in case their schedule doesn't line up with ours, um, or vice versa. Anyway. So their first match is tomorrow, and we'll talk about that in a minute, um, versus the U.S. It's the big match, then they play on Sunday, and they play next Wednesday. Um, as we mentioned, the, the players of the, of the XNT are not currently, not currently in a legal strike position. 
they will be the next international window. And they have stated quite plainly that if this is not resolved or if there are not great strides Megan made to Megan, oh my God, made to resolve this before that window, they will not play. And more power to them. Uh, they trained today with their tops inside out so as to not show the CSA logo. And honestly, who could blame them? Every bit of protest is good. Yeah. Um, I like it sucks that this has to be going on, but honestly, I. My problem is that I don't I don't have faith in the Canadian Soccer Association to, to resolve this. Not even so much to resolve this, but to resolve this in anything that resembles a timely manner. Like by the time they get their head out of their ass, they'll probably have added, you know, a second camp with a few more staff and all the players, which is good. But that's still not all the staff that they need, plus all the players, plus three camps that that everyone else has access to. Like they're going to find a really weak middle ground, air quotes, solution when it's mm -hmm. time will have run out, like the really important time will have run out and go, well, look, well, you know, we gave you this, what happens? Like that's no, you should have never put them in that stressful position in the first place. You should have listened to them every step of the way from qualification. You know, the thing that you oversee to this, the, I don't trust the Canadian Soccer Association to find anything even vaguely resembling a reasonable solution to this in a timely manner such that the Canadian women's national team can effectively perform at the level we want them to, we know they can, and that the world would be shocked to see. So this is that's that's I think the that's the worst part of this. The fact that they're here is is shit, it's dog shit. But if there's a resolution, it's going to be not good. Well, I am hoping, because I am ever hopeful, as you all know, um, that the fact that the team, the... Uh, the WNT Alumni Association uh, also spoke today, issued a, a statement of support highlighting, you know, decades of inequality. Um, so you've got current players, you've got former, like, you know, they're, they're, they're going to go on strike. And, and I believe they will do it. I 100% believe that if there is not, again, meaningful movement or some kind of resolution, partial resolution, full resolution, whatever, by April, that these players will not play. I 100% believe that, and I am 100% behind them. But I do think, I hope, I hope that something, I hope that this, this, it's not, a, it's not, it's not, it's not drama for drama's sake. These are, again, all you have to do is, like I said, just look at the faces of the four players that did that media call on Tuesday and you tell me if they are just like doing this frivolously, they are risking their their reputations, their livelihoods, their ability to play. Um, and because 
of inequality within their program. And like the CSA will start, they'll start losing sponsors instead of sponsors running towards them. Although the only thing that will save them in that regard is that there's a world cup here in three years for the men. And that's all anyone cares about. Huge sarcasm font there. Um, but also resigned true font there. Um, but you know, who's going to suddenly, who's going to want to like book games with them? Who's going to want to, you know, what internationals of dual citizenship is going to want to come play for this program? Um, no matter how respected Bev Priestman is. Although again, in an interview today, she started talking about, no, she's not sure about her future now. Like, who wants to stay in coach within this program for this side, you know, like, again, it, I, I just, I, I am hoping it's not so much that they are going to find like the, you know, like their heart's not going to go three sizes, like the Grinch. I think it's more that the reputation and the loss of everything from outside of this community is going to like finally hit them and they'll be like, shit, we have to do something because this is all going to fall down around us and not in a good way. And I think I'm hoping, you know, that that will be the thing that spurs them into action to negotiate faithfully. And anyway, there's so much, there's so much, but it has to, it has to be resolved. They've got to do something and they've got a month and a half to do it. That's it. I appreciate your optimism. I know. <laughs> I, I occasionally, I, I, there's more than one time in my life. I wish I could just like excise that part of my personality, but it refuses to go away no matter what is happening everywhere. And yeah. Even yeah. as cynical as I can be, I still always have this. Again, you've known me for a long time. You're well aware of my glimmers of hope. Mm. It just won't go away. All right. What's coming up? Why is the She Leaves Cup? There's two things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the She Leaves Cup very briefly on a slightly more, I don't know, upbeat note. Um, so the match, as we've said, is uh, tomorrow night, day after recording. Um, the first match, Canada versus the U.S., and then versus Brazil on Sunday um, at 5. And then their final match is next Wednesday afternoon versus Japan. Now, the match tomorrow against the U.S. and, and is... They're all, they're all tough matches. These are all good tests. Um, and if the players weren't fighting another fight, I'd be really hopeful for some like really strong games. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but the match against the U.S. And, and we talked about this before we started recording, and I've had this conversation with a couple other people. And, and I, Mark, I think, you, I think you're correct in your estimation more than the way I'm sort of looking at it or hoping because there's like, there's fines, but also there's like, you know, your competitive nature takes over, but the U.S. women's national team having recently fought a battle for equal pay, equal support, funding, all of those things with their federation and winning. Um, and many of the American players have 
spoken vocally throughout this whole week uh as recently as today you know from training at the she believes cup and what i would love to see if they could get away with it without everybody being fined and whatever is if tomorrow they just basically acted out everyone's favorite simpsons scene featuring soccer where the center just Hmm. holds it holds it holds it that is what i want for 90 minutes that's Mm -hmm. it (laughs) you know like that's they're playing technically technically anyway um i don't i can't even do a score prediction for this i I, for any of these i have no i just can't do it i i don't know anymore i i I don't even care anymore that's the thing there's lots of good players there watch them all or don't if you feel like you need to like protest this and boycott it do that too I don't care. The players are like encouraging people to speak their minds. If you're at the games, make signs. Awesome. Wear t-shirts, turn your back on the game. I don't know. If you're watching online, tweet, protest things, put up pictures, make placards for your home. Have that. Tag your favorite player, put it on Instagram. Who knows? Anyway, Mark. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know what the right answer is here. I, I, in in a in a perfect world, this game turns into like an all star skills competition for ninety minutes. Oh, like just like like silliness, gimmicky stuff. Oh, can we do? Let's do run up penalty shots. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe not. Uh, it would have to be still within the framework of the game because the ref is still going to oh, call. Oh, all right, fine. But like you know, lazy comical tackles, and I mean lazy in the sense that they're not actually tackling. They're just like, oh, I just gently stick my hand, my my leg out, like just. Imagine if you will, you're sitting on on your on your couch and you drop the remote and it's just a little bit out of the way and you have to stick your foot out to kind of clod in. That's how far that leg's going to go out for a tackle. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like just, you know, maybe 20 degrees from straight and that's that's it. That's the all the effort they put into it. And if the score gets run up, whether one-sided or both sides, I'm okay with that too. If they decide they want to have a get into the center circle and just like head the ball back and forth, like a game of volleyball, like the ref's not going to like, I don't know if they can call that as like, what the hell's going on? Like, I just, I, I want, I want it to be subversive. But the thing is this, as much as I would like them to just all stand around and do the Simpsons bit, you have a lot of people who are, like not just Canadian fans, but just soccer fans in general who are going to travel to this game. You kind of got to put on a something. Now, if Canada wants to just take their foot off the gas and field a B team as best as they can, whatever, and, and just get blown out 20, nothing, or like, even if they just have a side hush, hush, like, look at, at five, can you just, you know, take it easy on us? Like that kind of thing. Like, I like I'm comically okay miss the net or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like breakaways and then just blast it straight up in the air and and then find the camera, cheat to it and go, oops, my bad. <laughs> You're like, just whatever. I want them to just, just, or like about to like get a breakaway to score and then just stop and stop dead in their tracks and then just walk away from the ball sitting in the six yard box and nobody's touching it. It's like, I want to see that. I want to see, subversion which would be like remember when i went to that game and canada was just fucking around it was so hilarious like that's the thing now 
this is this is assuming a lot. Um, I don't know. I mean, I suspect that they're just gonna have to go for it because why? Why the fuck else are they there? Yeah. But anything that they do is okay. Like yeah. like the protest that you listener want to do, watch it or don't. Make a sign or don't. Protest out loud or in silence or not. Whatever. It's folk. It's genuinely. It's okay. It's totally okay. You're not. You're not less of a fan or more of a fan if you do one or the other. And everybody who tells you otherwise is an idiot. Don't listen to idiots. Listen to us, vocal minority, on all podcast <laughs> platforms. But like honestly, it's it's okay. And I I think I would I would actually be interested in watching about like 15 minutes of this. And see I just want to see what they're going to do off the yeah, jump. Yeah, exactly. Do like even even just to see the protest for the first yeah. whatever few minutes. And and then they decide to play the game. Uh, you shut it off. Then I'm sure somebody with the metrics is going to go. Okay, everybody watched to see their protest, and then quickly logged off as soon as the game resumed. Because they'll that's a form of protest. Because somebody's going to get that report, guys. Someone's going to get that report, and they're going to look at it and go, "Oh shit!" People are specifically not watching this. They deliberately tuned in to turn off. I can't that, that that what's the difference between that and leaving the ground after the after the first five minutes at a protest? The only difference is if you do that kind of quietly, everybody doesn't see it, but somebody does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and if if I can if that can raise even the sl- the eyebrow just slightly twitch doesn't even have to be both eyebrows. Good, good. Yep, yep, yep. I concur. Oh. anyway three one us there we go sure why not i'm just four I, two I, I you just, know what no I, no no you know what four hmm. four wow i love your yeah. optimism now yeah i was on board just supporting it but now i'm here for it completely but versus brazil mm, i'm oh, thinking Brazil's two one brazil. two nil might be two nil i'm still i'm still gonna go with two one um Versus Japan, though. Can't, I can no. see, it, one nil Canada versus yeah, Japan. I, I was going to say, if if we're going to go the whole protest, protest, and then go for it, this is the go for it game. I think Japan loses 2-0. Yep. All right. Awesome. Okay. One, one last thing before we go that is not about the XNT, although, again, support them. Send them messages if you want. They love getting the messages. Sure, support online, or just support them internally. But please understand that these players, these athletes, these amazing people who have done so much for Canadian soccer deserve your support. If you are, if you are a fan of Canadian soccer, if you're a fan of the sport, they they need they anyways, they deserve your support and your love and all of those things um because man without these guys canadian soccer would be so much less than it has been because of everything they have done through the years True. and if you've gone to matches I've, this is my you know how many men's matches have you been to when there was like 500 canadian fans thousand canadian fans now how many women's matches have you gone to or xnt matches have you gone to where that was also the case Hmm, none right 
so in your face like seriously y'all show up for the men when they're women when they're winning you know like that's it like we watched the CONCACAF qualifying cycle we were at all the matches the first match there was not a lot of Canadian fans second match slightly more I get it it's tough when you feel like you've been burned a lot but again you've had a side that consistently wins shit like oh I don't know three Olympic medals in the last decade so and people go to their games and if there were more games here in Canada more people would go to those games but people go to those games those stadiums are always always full of fans mm. anyway sorry I can just talk about this for like seven hours I apologize no, it's fine it's fine our Speaking show was running short. It's good. It's good. People, <laughs> people will get upset. Those of you who are expecting long episodes. Oh yeah. If you have like a long drive uh, you're, you're or, or you're walking somewhere, we're, you're commuting. I, um, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to channel um, uh, Duncan and or Tony because um, <laughs> I don't want to make these a four hour episode. That's and a good point. My, my Tony impression sucks. So it's not your best you, you do no, some good work t- but that one's not your best it's true thank you i, I um, we all know that's the important thing <laughs> so something um something that we've talked about recently or alluded to anyway mark and i went on an adventure we got to meet just tomorrow yeah we did um why were we there but we also we got to see the new tfc kit yeah we oh! did well, yeah, you know we, what? It's actually pretty nice in person. It's not. It's. It's, it's now. Yeah. Now having seen some of the new releases, it's not that level. No. Certainly no Portland. No Portland. You fuckers! I love you so much. Your beautiful kits. Again, how dare you? Is this is this where um, I say keep it in your pants? I can't. I don't probably. know. Probably no. Okay. Seriously. Okay. I'll, yeah. fan. I'll fan. I'll this, fan. We, that, um, there, that, there's there's at least a show or two coming about all this shit. I oh, yeah. I guaranteed. But but what what that kit looked like on the hanger in those pictures does not do it justice. Nope. I gotta tell you, and you will get to see it this weekend. The official kit release is Saturday, I think, Mark. I believe so. I believe it's Saturday. Saturday. I, I know Saturday. this. I know Saturday, this for fact. Saturday. Saturday. I know this for fact. Because. But yeah, we were pretty lucky that we got to actually see that kit up close and hold it and and stuff. Yeah. Aren't we? Yeah. No. I. I. That's honored. I honored. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's yeah. a good, good way of putting it. Um. Yeah. It's uh. It. It looks great. Um, it does. I'm not, I'm not at liberty to tell you any details, nor is Kristen, but we are definitely no. not at liberty to, to speak on details. We're not. We wish we were. Yeah. There's, 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 there's reasons. So many de- there's so reasons. Many, there's really, so many, really good and relevant reasons. So many reasons. Um, so many reasons. Next week. Uh, well, I'll, can I... Uh, you hey, know, I may let me get ahead of this. Let me get ahead of this. Okay. All right. Um, the reason why we can't tell you is because it's uh because we were told that we can't talk about it until it does get released. And the reason why we got to see it at all 
It's because I helped with designing the kit. Yeah, you did. And it sounds like a joke. It sounds like I'm making shit up. And Kristen has photographs proving my fucking contribution. So many photographs. Yeah. Um, like 57 various, photographs. Yeah, there's so many. And we're not going to share any of them because... We're not allowed. Well, we're not allowed, but also um, both you might see it at the stadium and you might see it elsewhere. And when they, that one, that one, if it shows up at the stadium, I don't... If I leave <laughs> abruptly, you'll know why. Um, I mean, I'll watch it because I want to see what it looks like. But I anyway... Too many details. I was asked two week, two two weeks. Fuck. I was asked <laughs> over two years ago, courtesy of Kristen, via friend of the show, Bill Manning, if I would be interested in helping out with the kit design. No bullshits. <laughs> and I told Kristen about it um, shortly thereafter. Well, mind you, she was kind of the conduit, but me agreeing to it and. The steps of the way, I I, I happily, I, I yeah, we said we said we didn't even tell the other two, and I know I nope. know they don't listen to the show, but we told them like about six months ago. So like, and 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 I just kept it. I wanted to keep it silent for for obvious reasons that um, nobody needed to know. Truly, need nobody needed. To know. Also, it wasn't entirely certain about the non-disclosure, but as it turns out, I probably could have. Still in my best interest to shut the fuck up, which I did and have until now. So um, we will talk about this at length next week um, about whatever, whatever the fuck you want to know about it. Yep. Um, or <laughs> if, if listeners, if for whatever reason you want to hear about it um, and you got a question about it, socials uh, put comment in the, on the show notes, um, uh, join Mr. Fishhead. I'm sure he's going to have some great questions because Mr. Fishhead. Oh my God. I can't a, wait. I can't weekly, wait. Mr. Uh, Mr. 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 Fishhead. Okay. So those of please you, come, who, please come find us in the stadium this year. Like do, I am do your, dying to meet you. This is killing me. For those of you who are hardcore, do y'all self a favor. Go look up the last couple, maybe five or six entries show entries on the website and go waddle down to the comment section. And there's usually only one or two comments and they're exclusively Mr. Fishhead. He's they're glorious. Brilliant. He, he is, it's almost like the four of us became a person and then listened to our show. And, and that is a compliment because yep. he is, he, I, as Mr. is the giveaway, he is right on top of this. Um, and it's frightening sometimes the stuff he comes up with. It's genius. So anyway, um, go join him if you got a question. Um, and we will we will definitely go through it. And uh, or you know, or hit me up on the Twitters. I know this feels like we're doing the outro. Um at Kitner. Well, Mark, we're 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 singing into it. We really are. Yeah, but like, um, just, just ping us and and uh we will definitely answer it uh next week. But um Yes, definitely. Yeah, I I I I hope. I genuinely hope when this is all said and done, you, I don't necessarily, you don't need to love it. If you love it, fabulous. I mean, if you do, that's great. If you hate it, don't be a dick. Okay. But if you hate it, I just, I need you to understand something. Um, my influence 
was not as direct as you think it might have been. I will explain all next week, but that, that was within, in the project. And that's as much, it's not, it's not really a trade secret. Honestly, it's not, but um, (laughs) if if that builds a little bit of suspense to next week, then so be it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was so happy that Kristen was there for media day. Me too. Honestly, like it just, was so cool. It was just awesome that somebody else could witness the insanity that was going around us because it was just it was crazy. It really was. Like it I was can't crazy. Just like tomorrow. Very, or next week. Next week we'll talk, next we'll week, talk next about week, next week we'll talk all about it. But very cool experience. Very it was cool. just it was it was like it was like what you imagine like if if Marvel movie studios had a had an office like a proper office and you saw like <laughs> robert downey jr just sitting down and sitting down in a chair looking up twitter it was kind of like that except replace them all with tfc it was like this yep. magical place it really was so bizarre and awesome yep. at the same time yeah but anyway i agree all right okay well, on that really fun and upbeat note, that's our that's our show for this week. Um, please join us next week when we talk more about the TFC kit. Pretty <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, update everyone on what's going on with the XNT uh, versus the CSA, but also their results at the She Believes Cut. Um, look ahead to TFC season opener, and oh I God. guess the MLS season. God, we haven't done any of our usual stuff um and whatever else dear gods please don't let anything else happen in the world of football because we're running out of time yeah it's gonna be a three-hour show next week holy crap um yeah i have been joined by the always effervescent wonderful mr mark hinkley to be found out there on the twitters at kit nerd mark with a k not a q you're forever a delight Kristen. forever a delight uh, thank you to all of our uh, Patreon supporters uh, for continuously uh, showing their support to our show. We absolutely appreciate it. Uh, you can find the link to that as well as our Zazzle shop, which Tony does also good work on. Uh, you find both of those links at vocalminority.ca. And um, yeah, the, the, just not not that kit thing, but like the MLS kit thing is, I hate how many of them are really, really good so far. So like many. the like the average is just i'm reeling in it i keep going back to the i think it was usa today has like a running of of, of everything has been released and it's like it's not it's good it's, it's actually just, good it's like it's like hit after hit after hit yeah. it's really annoying yeah spoiler houston's got actually a pretty decent ass kit so i really like it so like not just because is, it's orange that that's kind of to me that's kind of like that's if houston's kit is above like a d plus okay this might be a really good season this good this is going to be a good vintage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it'll be one of those years people talk about yep all right uh the other two you know where to find them uh at malarkey fc and uh, duncan d fletcher on the twitters um but as for me you can find me on the internet yes the entire internet at kz Knowles. i have been your host krista Knowles. and until next week Canada, get used to it but don't get used to inequality no no fuck that <laughs>